Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 375. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 232, A Car Crash on Buellton Avenue. Now, this episode is probably as close to horror as Night Vale's gotten in a while. It's also, even though it references previous events, it's a very good standalone episode. Like, if yes. you want to show people how weird Night Vale can be, this would be a good one. But maybe wait for October when it's starting to get cold, because this is a nice, oh, creepy episode. It's extremely creepy. So, uh, first off, I didn't realize that they were starting their new live show. I don't know why they've been talking about it, but Night Vale has a new live show starting in the fall, and it's called the attic. Now, wasn't there something at one point where Cecil wasn't going to be doing the live shows anymore? I thought maybe for health reasons or something? I don't know. I seem to remember hearing a rumor about that, but there's been nothing else since. He's been at all mm-hmm. of the um, events that I've gone to. I mean, obviously, he's the voice of Night Vale, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, okay. So, anyway, we start out, and Cecil says there was a car crash on Buellton Avenue, a bad one. And the things that get referenced several times during this episode one, that there was a man who was watering his lawn who runs towards the accident when he sees it. And there's also a woman who was in the car behind the accident who's kind of quietly freaking out because she knows in a different set of circumstances she could have been in this accident. And it's, it, she's absolutely just terrified because. Because it's a really bad accident. It's really bad. It could have happened to her. It could have happened to any of us. But let's go to the headlines first. Yeah, <laughs> gracious. I think he said something like, um, "It could have happened to any of us, but it wasn't. It, but it didn't happen to most of us." Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, which is yeah, yeah. kind of comforting. I think I'll have to remember that. You know, it could happen to any of us, but it's not happening to most of us. Yes, yes. So in the headlines, <laughs> the whole Randy Newman Memorial Airport situation, which was so embarrassing because they hadn't contracted with any airlines. Well, they think they found a solution. Yeah, they have booked Dale Lucero and his Cessna, which mm. is very old, and Dale is extremely folksy, but he's confident he can get people where they need to go. I mean, not internationally, because he doesn't have a passport, and his pilot's license is a prop that he printed off of a website somewhere, but it'll I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah, I'm sure everything will be fine. I think the director of the airport says they're looking forward to having everybody come and fly the friendless skies. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> In other news, Dr. Carlos Robles, the new dean of the University of What It Is, and Cecil's husband, of course, he's working on getting the new pack of scientists all together as a team. But Cecil starts talking about, you know, how everybody was checking in to make sure that Cecil was okay. Because Cecil is still having to adjust to the fact that Carlos lied. That's what it all boils down to when he said that he had been in the desert otherworld for the year that Cecil had been missing him, when in fact, Carlos had been there for 10 years because time works differently. And you can tell Cecil is feeling a little resentful. He's trying not to, but the fact that Carlos didn't actually trust him with this information is kind of bothering him. But Cecil's like talking himself through this, this idea that sometimes memories are so bad that even the act of sharing them feels like violence. And I think that's, that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Now, Cecil's also talking about the fact that one of the first things that Carlos wants to do with this new team of scientists is he wants to know more about the desert other world. And I feel like 
Cecil is trying to also talk himself into the idea that this is fine, it's fine, it's fine that he wants to do this. And I think Cecil's probably afraid. What if he gets stuck over there again? Yeah, that's uh, very worrying. I'm worried about that. Me too. So there was a car crash on Buellton Avenue, and there is a spray of broken glass on the pavement. And millions of years ago, there used to be a stream that flowed in the exact same pattern and location where the spray of glass is. But the people that are in the crash do not need this information. They need medical help because it was a bad crash. Yeah, they said something like they need to know other things like how to staunch bleeding, how to deal with exposed bone. I mean, this, this is like, this crash is gruesome. So after that, we have a word from our sponsors. It's the all-you-can-eat desert buffet. Yay! And they say to not listen to the haters or any of the reviews. Don't even listen to your own experiences on this one. And definitely don't listen to the inspector who um, gave them the terrible health code rating. I think it was something like 2.5. And I think the rating mentioned things like they weren't quite so worried about making people sick is the fact that they think that this buffet may have created an entirely new kind of disease. Oh, God. And yes, sure, they've got like a terrible rating on Yelp and all the pictures on the website are of crying children, you know, and sure, some of you have even come by and you talk about what a horrible experience if you've had But we just want to let you know that we've changed. And we've changed by insisting that all of you change because our procedures are fine. It doesn't matter that we don't throw out the lettuce when it turns black. It's, they go into this whole litany of like their room temperature raw bar. Ah. Oh God. <laughs> so they basically finish up with, we're right and you're wrong, and we're not throwing any of this away until you eat it. <laughs> yeah. I love when they just get aggressive with the sponsors. Yes, yes. Okay, so there was a car crash on Bealton Avenue. Um, someone is trying to crawl out of the crash, but it's... They've, they're no longer someone. They are something. That was, I think, the line that really bothered me the most. Oh, man. Yeah, and it was the gentleman who was watering his lawn, and he's coming forward to try to help. And there was there was a very good comment that they made here about the fact that most people, you know, we think that most people are cowards and won't help, but like a lot of haters were generally wrong and that a lot of people do actually want to help. And that's what this gentleman wants to do, but he doesn't know how. Yeah. He said, nothing, nothing can prepare you for this. And they said something like, people just forget that a catastrophe is only a catastrophe away. And I'm like, well, that is also true. I mean, there's just no, there's just no preparing for something this awful. This terrible, yes. Okay, let's distract ourselves by going to the music charts. And number one (laughs) on the music chart is the song, Help Me, I'm a Time Traveler and I Have to Get Word Back to My Superiors by Putting a Message in a Hit Song by Justin Bieber. Yes. (laughs) Cecil tries to hum along for a little while, but you can't recognize it. I was really kind of hoping. He was like, you know how it goes. He's like, la, 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 la. I was hoping he was going to break in with, ah, help me, help me, help me, but he didn't. (laughs) So next up is Michelle Nguyen. She has a new song called Music Song that she has made by 
taking music and making it into a song. She's and very she said, proud of this groundbreaking technique that she's invented and that she yeah. wants everybody to tell her how proud they are of her when she's feeling a little bit self-conscious, which is most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Finally, in third place is Basket Case by Green Day. It's been number three on the charts for 60 years, long before the band actually existed. Yes, it got so much less confusing to see that on the charts after the song was finally released. Yeah. Which is kind of, wouldn't that be funny if, like, Basket Case was actually the song that Justin Bieber had written as a time traveler to get word back to the superiors, which is why it appeared 60 years in the past. Oh, I never even made that connection. I'm I'm not even sure if that's a connection they were trying to make, but the whole time travel element is just kind of irresistible. I wouldn't put it past him. Okay, so there was a car crash on Bealton Avenue. Um, There's a haze in the air. It looks like smoke, but it's actually not smoke. It's powdered glass. Seriously, this is a bad accident. Okay, the bystander who is trying to help, he's actually stopped trying to help because there's nothing he can do. And he's looking into the wreckage and he sees what looks like a tunnel that's bigger than the car would supposedly allow for. So he's crawling into the tunnel and going deeper and deeper into the wreckage. Um, But first, let's have the weather. Yeah. (laughs) Cecil's like, more on whatever is happening here. (laughs) Yes, and the weather, uh, the weather was an instrumental? Um, We were kind of hoping for an instrumental bit that we like, but it was jazz. It was jazz horns. It was contemporary jazz horns. None of that works for me. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it was called One Man's Trash by 7th Street Big Band. If you are a fan of contemporary jazz, I'm sure you'll love it. It's not really our thing. We're not saying it's bad. We're saying this is not our thing. (laughs) No, we're not in a position to be able to judge whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So we're back to the car crash. Uh, the man has been crawling through this tunnel. It's just going on like it's hot and wet, and then it gets cold and dry. And he hears a voice say, it's you again. And the man's like, who's there? And the voice says, you know, it's just me again. And the man says, I don't know you. And the voice says, don't you? And then he screams and tries to back away, and he finds himself in a hospital. And hospital, empty hospitals like this one is, are the creepiest kind of setting you can imagine, even though there's like sunlight streaming in through a door way down the hallway. But he turns himself around, and he I think he goes through a door and realizes he's late for class. And it's 1974, and he's not sure where the class is, and nothing that he does will change things because he's always late for class. Yeah, and so this gets completely, you know, that kind of dream. The teacher is disappointed in him, says to take your seat. He's not really sure which of the three desks he's supposed to take, so he sits in one of them and seems to be fine, and she says, now we'll start the lesson. And he's back in the tunnel, but he can see daylight in front of him. And he crawls through, and then he's driving. And he's just, it's a normal day. He's driving along. He looks behind. He sees a woman behind him who's singing along to Nichelle Nguyen's top song. So, you know, obviously a welcome respite in the uh, commute. And then he goes to make a turn, and it happens so fast that he suddenly finds himself just on the side of the road, and he's no longer someone. He's something. And then Cecil says, there was a car crash on Bealton Avenue. There is a car crash on Bealton Avenue. There will always be a car crash on Bealton Avenue. Oh, 
<laughs> Holy cow. That, that's the kind of horror that I really respect. That kind of yeah. like creeping, oh, you can't get away from this kind of horror. Oh, man. And that was the end of the episode. You know, there was like a little note from Cecil at the end. But that, I mean, that was it. And I'm, I do, yeah, I really like when they don't even bother to explain something like that. They're just like, nope, it's just a horrific idea that's going to sit with you for a little while. For a good long while. Yeah, a good episode if you want a nice standalone Night Vale episode, but not a good episode if you're easily squeamish. It's not like they go into too much detail, but they go into enough detail. Yes. So in other news, um, I was watching my friend's cat this weekend, and they have Netflix because I haven't turned mine back on yet, and I watched the third episode of the latest season of Black Mirror, which I think is called Beyond the Sea, and it's the one with Josh Hartnett, and uh, I can't remember his name. He played... um, Oh, oh, the kid in uh, Breaking Bad. Um, what's his oh, name? Oh, um, Aaron Paul? Yes, Aaron Paul, yes. And also the woman from the first season of uh, House of Cards, I think. Um, that was the name of the Kevin Spacey political thing, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah Which the, character? The woman, it's the woman who played the one she was even hooking up with Kevin Spacey's character for a while. She was the reporter and he was giving her inside information. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. She was an American horror story at least one season. I think you're right. Anyway, um, they all do a great job. Their acting is spot on. Cinematography's great. The concept is great. I just, they got to the ending and I was like, I'm not sure why I bothered, you know? I mean, it's definitely, it is a horror story, I would say. But it's funny, we were just talking about with Night Vale, it's like, I don't need a horror story to have a point. I don't. And yet, this one, the ending just felt so pointless that I wondered with this, you know, Black Mirror episode, I was like, I I don't know why you wanted me to watch that. I don't know where they go from here. I don't understand why I needed to see any of it. I don't... It's hard to explain, especially since I'm trying not to spoil anything. But yeah, so I'm like three episodes in on the latest season of Black Mirror. I haven't really been all that fond of any of them. And a lot of people are saying that this third one was the best one of the season. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. Anyway, sorry. Can't really recommend it so far. Well, I watched another episode in season three of The Mandalorian, and I'm enjoying it. I love the design work. I mean, they have like a dragon thingy that attacks his ship at one point, and I like the design on that. Uh, Katie Sackhoff is a recurring character, Bo-Katan. Anytime she's on the screen, I just, I love it, especially when she's doing action stuff. I don't know why it's so impressive, but it really, really is, and Grogu is still adorable, and they have this like this thing that's a droid but not that's really really creepy and it like startles you a couple of times with just how creepy it is so and it's and it's an interesting story as well i think we're going more into the history of what happened to Mandor and how it was destroyed and how it does seem to be either Bo-Katan's fault or her family's fault there's something about the fact that she tried to claim rule of Mandor by by family instead of by that dark saber thing that um, the Mandalorian oh, has now. So yeah, 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 yeah I'm, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Good. I need to get caught up on that too. It's another week of like watching one Black Mirror episode, and then I was just watching YouTube videos. Been watching the Tri Channel a lot lately. Uh, it's pretty awesome that they post three times a week. Three that times a week. Cool. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. recommend watching those few episodes, starting at least with the one where um, the Mandalorian shows up in the Book of Boba Fett. Mm. Um, yeah, they, 
he gets a, a ship and it, it's a, a junk heap when you first see it. And Nathan and I are watching the episode and I said, oh, is that a pod racer? And Nathan said, oh, that's a Nabooian ship. And I'm like, how on earth do you know that? And he said, I recognize it from the Phantom Menace. I'm like, well, of course you do. I just, I can't oh make those goodness. kind of connections. It impresses the heck out of me with people who can. Yes, me too. Anytime somebody sees a little thing, they're like, and they're not being like a... I don't know, they're not being like pedantic about it. They're like, oh, I, I oh. recognize where that came from. I was like, there's too many things to keep track of in Star Wars. <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to mention is that, yes, there was a tropical storm that came through San Diego, and I'm fine. My friends are fine. Everything's good. Um, it's really more like Palm Springs got hit pretty hard because any place where it's, you know, a desert and it's just not used to getting that kind of moisture and rain and everything in there. So there's a lot of roads that got washed out. Um, I think, I don't think we've had any casualties. I know that there was apparently a rescue that was done from some woman who I think got it. I can't remember. I don't have the details on that. I could have looked it up. Why would we prepare? But I think we're okay. But it is funny how... Everybody was really, really panicky, and you just you really internalized that panic. And I don't know, I didn't like, I went to the grocery store because I actually needed groceries, but it was interesting how many people were there buying the stuff for their milk sandwiches. Their milk you know? sandwiches, you got to get that milk, got to get that bread, clear yeah, out the yeah. shelves. Yeah, for the most part, like the bread aisle was a little picked over, but it was mostly the cheap bread that I usually buy, and that was gone, so I had to buy the next cheapest brand. Um, and the produce aisle was kind of picked over, but nobody was being like crazy or anything. It's just you could tell the people had been buying stuff. But then all Sunday, it was just kind of like waiting for something to happen and feeling like, I don't know, should I go out and do something? Is that like, I don't know, is that irresponsible if I go out and do something? It would have been fine, but you never know. You really don't know. If they tell you that you really should stay home, eh, it would probably be safer if you stayed home. I did stay away from the area in my neighborhood that usually gets a little flooded out, but even it was fine. Okay. Was it even worth your time to bring all your plants indoors before the storm hit? There was late on Sunday, probably around 5, 5.30. Wind did pick up and the weather channel said it was like around like 30 to 35 miles an hour. So it's like it wouldn't have been dangerous, but some stuff could have gotten knocked over, I suppose. So was it worth bringing all the plants in? No. Some of the plants? Sure, it would have been, yeah, probably a good idea. I saw someone on Twitter was sharing um, a video that I think had been posted on TikTok of people out in the storm acting the fool. And it was a bunch of people who were playing around in the flood water, like in a flooded oh, street, yeah. jumping around in, and getting their faces down in it. And Oh, no. I, I know. Oh, when no. I was little, and sometimes even now, the whole idea about being able to swim in a place where water normally isn't is so appealing. Yeah. But it's just the, the older you get, the more you hear that flood water has every single thing that was like every chemical that was in people's garages, every bit yeah. of fertilizer or pesticide that was on the lawns. It's probably got sewage in there. I mean, people were posting oh, yeah. gifts of someone rubbing their hands together and they labeled it the bacteria and your immune system so oh man yeah no you, you just can't mess with that it's just really scary it's kind of like those people who there's a there's a trend out there now for raw water have you heard about that? oh god we were talking about that that it was like there was a drainage ditch that they actually had to seal off because even putting signs up saying this water is giving people diarrhea knock it off wasn't stopping people i don't know everybody's got this idea and i was just hearing about that i was listening to a little of the Tig and Cheryl's True Story podcast. 
I think it was that. No, it wasn't. It was actually <laughs> no such thing as a fish. And one of their guests was talking about how everybody always like with the paleo diet, it's like everything was better when things were simpler and things, you know, the, how the cavemen did and everything. It's like, well, they had life expectancy of like 35 years, you know, things took them out fairly quickly. It's modern medicine. It's pretty cool. Modern sewage treatment and, you know, indoor plumbing. All those are really good things. I don't think we need to go backwards. No, it's this whole move towards the less profitable processed it is, the better. So you have raw water and people advocating for raw milk, which is apparently a good way to get all sorts of awful bacteria. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just stick with modern medicine. It, it seems to be working pretty good. Yes. I kind of like that. I mean, I understand like staying away from like heavily processed stuff as in like, you know, so many artificial flavors and coloring. Sure. But you know, that's even that's kind of difficult to do in a modern age. But, you know, I guess we can try. You know, but as far as the flooding, I don't know. I wonder if like an amusement park would be interested in my idea to have like a swimming section that's flooded city streets where you could have like oh. everything set up. Or would that be insensitive? That's my worry, because it's like this is a place oh. where you can do all those sorts of things that you can't do in real life. And we're celebrating the fact that people's homes were destroyed. Yeah, I was thinking I was like, maybe you could make it like at. Atlantis, so it's supposed to be under the water, but then that takes away some of the fun. You I want know. to be like the streets and the street signs down there and little mailboxes and whatever. That yeah, you it's good. Past. And it's got not entirely underwater. It's got to be like part of it in and part of it out. Like so you could walk down a sidewalk into the water, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It probably would be insensitive, but really fun. It would be so fun. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. Guess what? I haven't finished editing yet. (laughs) Stupid video from Comic-Con. But in my defense, I don't know. Everybody was panicking about that tropical storm. So I just didn't get around to it. But I will. I promise I will. It's good information. It is long. It's like two hours. But it's all about, you know, voice actors trying to protect themselves against the whole existential threat of AI. Very timely stuff. Getting less timely as I procrastinate editing it, but it's still very timely. I was listening to um, uh, Greg and Meredith from uh, How to Drink on their Midnight Local podcast, and they were both talking about the fact that they don't always notice when they talk slowly, because they said they edit at twice the speed, like when they're doing their playing back, and I'm like, is that an option for us, for GarageBand? Could we do that? Oh my God, that would just eat up so much like of the extra time I have to spend on that. I never even thought about it. I know that there is a way to speed up the playback, but I... I don't know. I assumed that was if you wanted that effect. I never thought about you could use that and then just turn it back to normal when you're finishing. Okay, that may be helpful. Yeah, yeah. I have to try that. Me too, me too. Anyway, all that and more, pixeladygeek.com. So next week, still no more Olympus, and I still haven't fast-passed the episode. Have you? Nope, not yet. Still waiting. I don't know how much longer, but... But I'm, you know, sure there'll be something. Oh, we are definitely going to need to watch um, more Good Omens. My friend Wade has finished watching the season, uh-huh. and he is really impatient for us to watch it. Okay, okay, okay. me too. Yeah, isn't uh, my taste sometimes diverges, but we're usually pretty on track. So it's a, that's a pretty good recommendation. Okay. Yep. Anyway, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.